0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Supers podcast. I'm Kaylee Romulus. I go by she, her, hers. I'm a junior and a CHW super. On today's episode, I really wanted to talk about personality, more specifically the idea of extroverts and introverts and how it comes into play with our overall well-beings. Today, we have Stephanie J. Kendall as our guest to help us understand more about personality.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Stephanie Kendall. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I am currently the Director of Counseling, Health, and Wellness at Suffolk University. My clinical training is as a clinical psychologist, and I'm delighted to be here with Kaylee today.
0: Thank you so much, Stephanie. So the first question I have for you is, what is personality in regards
1: to introversion versus extroversion? I love this question. I think personality is such an important thing that we all should be aware of. When we think about personality, it really is referring to characteristic or patterns of thinking, feeling, and behaving. So those are the three things that make up personality and we all have a personality. Every single person has a personality and understanding it can help you come to to some greater knowledge about yourself and what you need. And it can also help you understand other people because each each person has a personality. When we think about introversion and extroversion, these concepts come from something called the Myers-Briggs personality inventory. And this is um, a way of thinking about individual differences in personality was developed in the 1950s to help us understand the workplace better, but it's really currently used in a lot of uh, career applications and also just as a tool for people to understand themselves. The concepts of introversion and extroversion were actually first created by Carl Jung, um, who was a psychologist in the field of psychology, but uh, the Myers-Briggs folks really took these concepts and are aware most people become familiar with them. So I can say a little bit about introversion and extroversion. I think about it as, where does somebody get their energy? So we all have ways of getting energy in the world. And where we get our energy either comes from our interaction with other people, or we get our energy actually from time with ourselves. And that's a nice way, especially for college students, to think about introversion and extroversion. Do I feel more energized after spending hours and hours with other people, or am I somebody who finds that maybe a little tiresome or exhausting by the end, but when I get some time alone, maybe I read or I draw or I watch videos or I just hang out and be quiet with myself. After that, I feel energized. And that's one quick way of understanding it. Typically, Uh, Extroverted people know a lot of people, have a wide range of friend groups. Um, They kind of jump into different activities pretty quickly. They want to do a lot of different things in a short period of time, and they find that incredibly energizing. Um, In contrast, people who are more introverted might spend a little bit more time reflecting before acting. So an extrovert will jump into something and kind of figure it out as they go. And an introvert might need more time to think about it and think, is that what I wanna do? And if I do it, how do I wanna do it? And so there's more of a thoughtfulness. Another difference we can look at is uh, patterns of sharing oneself. So an extrovert often figures themselves out through talking. So an extrovert may actually change their mind in the course of talking. So where they begin speaking is not where they end up in terms of an idea. And that's actually a normative of extroverts. You're sort of figuring it out as you speak, right? An introvert is more likely to really reflect and be more quiet and then speak out whatever it is that they believe. And and neither one of these is right or wrong. They're just very different ways of interacting and sharing oneself with the world.
0: I love that. So that just made me think of a pop-up question. How does like We hear a lot about like nature versus nurture in in psychology. How does that contribute or does it at all contribute to like that um, introversion versus extroversion in people?
1: That's a great question. And probably there's no, there's not a definitive answer on this, but there's a lot of evidence that that personality is largely, some aspects of personality are largely genetic. And so you sort of inherit a way of being and you can see signs of introversion, extroversion, you know, fairly early. It does change over the lifespan. So um, there is a pattern in humanity that people become more introverted as they become older. And you could theorize as to why that is, but I think, you know, how, how a child grows up in terms of introversion and extroversion is largely just genetic. And then, and then humans kind of move toward greater introversion as people get older.
0: Perfect, I love that. Okay, so the next question is, How might certain biases contribute to the misinterpretation of personality in marginalized groups?
1: That is such an important question. I think I'll answer that first by talking about um, how people misunderstand introversion often and then how bias replicates that sometimes. So when we think about introversion and extroversion, many, many, many introverts are wildly misunderstood because the world is largely built for extroverts. It is true there are more extroverts in the world than introverts so statistically speaking there are fewer introverts and like any group that is a smaller percentage of the population the difference becomes something misunderstood and so many people assume that introverts are shy or socially reclusive or kind of weird or why do you need to spend so much time alone or don't you like me or don't you like don't you like hanging out with folks or why don't you have more friends you know all of these kind of assumptions that get made and that can be really challenging for an introvert to operate um, in that environment and to feel that it's okay to meet their needs, you know, in a, in a way that introverts need to have their needs met. Um, and there's no good or bad here. It's just differences. I think that bias can be replicated in this, in that when we think about certain marginalized identities, Introversion can begin to look threatening. So when we think about bias against Black identified individuals, right, somebody who's quiet, maybe more, maybe more um, needs needs to be alone, doesn't necessarily want to join the group. When we think about how that gets filtered through our lens of anti Black bias, that comes out as is this person? Why are they rejecting me? What's going on there? Is this person? This person aggressive is is the is silence can be misinterpreted as aggression or lack of liking some or liking somebody and I think those are all wrong and should not happen but it's how the introversion gets folded through bias and so it's a, this replicating effect.
0: I love that and I definitely relate to that because even like when I was younger in high school I definitely feel like I had a more extroverted personality but now stepping more into my personality and feeling like it like being introvert kind of resonates more with who I am. I realized maybe I did use like that extroverted personality kind of as like a coping mechanism, kind of just trying to put myself out there as somebody who isn't aggressive. And even now as an introvert, I realize I'm I'm not aggressive at all. I'm very calm, very peaceful. I hope that I don't come off that way. But again, with like these, the misunderstanding behind it, it can be very um, confusing. And I think that's a really important reason why we're doing this podcast in the first place.
1: Yes. Well, and I don't think you're alone in your experience of feeling that one has to act out a role in order not to be marginalized or not or not to be harmed. Right. That you had to kind of act out this role to fit in. And that might not have been really consistent with what you need as a person which might be to be a little more introverted and to, to be more reflective and quiet. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you are coping with a society that not only doesn't necessarily always value introversion, but particularly doesn't value introversion when it's intersectionally combined with a marginalized identity. So I can appreciate that. And I'm glad you're, you're beginning to, to come into yourself more.
0: Thank you so much. Um, so the last question is, Do you have any pieces of advice for those still navigating their personality or trying to gain confidence in it?
1: Hmm. So granny advice, I always think that curiosity is really helpful for almost everything, because if we can learn about it, we can better understand it. And for anyone listening who feels like, oh, wait, maybe maybe I am a little introverted or, or maybe I want to be curious about if I am because I, you know, we have to learn about these things. I can recommend um, a couple of things. You know, One is there's this wonderful book called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. And I think just the title alone um, is meaningful for, for those of us who want a little more quiet in our lives. And so doing some reading, you'll, people will start to see that, oh, I'm reading this and this seems to speak to me. Oh, wait, I do see myself in there. Or wait, I don't see myself in there. I'm actually more this other way. And so I think just by learning and doing reading and you can read about Myers-Briggs online, You can there are lots of podcasts out there now about introversion and extroversion. And so I would encourage people to be curious and to be open and to listen to the signals that your body is giving you and your emotions are giving you around what gives you energy. And what makes you feel good and what doesn't make you feel good. And to not, um, to try, we can't help but react to the way the world reacts to us. It's normal to feel distressed when the world um, reacts badly to who who we are or what we need. And so that may happen. But after that, to remember, wait a minute, the world is reacting this way, but I'm allowed to be who I am. And I'm allowed to have the needs that I have. And my job is to seek safe spaces and seek other people who accept me as I am. And I can go do that and I can find that. Um, And I think learning about yourself through personality is one way to make sure that you're also finding spaces and people who value those aspects of you rather than feeling you have to sort of struggle all the time or put on a put on a show all the time in order to 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 fit in, which which is exhausting and, and not helpful for authenticity or, or intimate emotional connection.
0: I love that. And I definitely think one piece of advice that's helped me is that our personality doesn't have to be stagnant. We don't have to commit to being one type of person all the time in our whole lives that, that's just not realistic. And so once we let go of the the necessity for our personality to remain the exact same and for us to remain the exact same people. I think that helps a lot with trying to resonate better with your personality and um, better figure out who you are. So that's my
1: advice. (laughs) Yes, I agree with that. And I think too, to remember that these personality traits, they exist on a continuum. So you've got introversion on one end and extroversion on the other end. And very rarely is somebody all the way extroverted or all the way introverted, right? We No matter how extroverted you are, you need time alone to reflect. You need to be with yourself. And no matter how introverted we are, we need other humans. We need to have relationships. And so it is important to remember that often someone who's very extroverted might need to learn that they do need a little bit of quiet time. That slowing down is important because being in that extroverted, active social place all the time can't be sustained. And that's often a lesson that extroverts have to learn. Similarly, introverts, who are very exceedingly uh, introverted, sometimes have to learn that they need to nurture their social relationships and make sure they're, even with just one or two people, doesn't have to be a lot of people, but just one or two people, make sure you're nurturing those relationships. And and I think that learning the skills of both is really important because, this is gonna sound, um, well, this is a lesson for life, right? Differences are what make us whole, right? No one person contains everything. So it's together in all of our differences that we make up kind of a totality of humanity. And so I think being flexible um, and understanding both sides and practicing you know, both sides of introversion and extroversion is, is the way to be a, a sort of a full human.
0: I love that. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining me. You're very welcome. If you have any more questions, you can follow CHW underscore supers on Instagram and you can DM us any questions that you'd like. If you're looking for counseling services or mental health support, you can call the number 617-573-8226. Thanks for listening.